Welcome to the RC Report. The RC Report is a part of the IBN Network. You can find all of our content at com. It is there. You can find the Amazon link, and you can purchase things on Amazon with the normal price. Some of them, they have uh, specials just for the members of our group, and IB Sports gets credit for your purchases. We've had an interesting day on the page today. I'm going to have my friend and IB All-Star, one of the OGs of Iconoclastically Bombastic Sports, Lawrence Hurt, on today. I'm really excited. I'm going to ask him about his LeBron James love, his hatred, supposedly, of Kobe Bryant and James Harden, a little bit of the NBA playoffs. And we have Mr. Hurt on the line. I'm pretty excited to actually get this guy on live radio here. Lawrence, can you hear me? How are you? Hey, I can hear you just fine, Ronnie. I'm good. What's up, Hurt? I'm so glad to have you on. I think the guys are going to have a ball with this. Uh, first, hey, before you... Um, okay. Before we get into it, uh, I want to ask what your... Uh, if you're comfortable telling me. But I want to ask what your military background is. I know we, you kind of allude to that a lot on the page, but as much as you want to tell. Well, actually, um, my military background, like I said, I did uh, 23 years in the military. I'm actually currently retired. My first four years was uh, 11 Bravo Infantry, you know, fighting guy. You know what I'm saying? I actually, uh, broke my ba- I, I actually broke my back on an airborne jump, and I had to be transferred over to admin, which was actually finance and accounting. Mm-hmm. So I did about four years as 11 Bravo, about 19 years as uh, finance and accounting. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you for your service. All right. Let's get straight to it. What what do you think it is about LeBron James that just drives people crazy? Man, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, man. I could not answer that question for the life of me. Most of LeBron James' haters, from my experience, is the actual Kobe fans. I don't know why, but the only conclusion I can come up with is they can concede that Jordan is better than Kobe. It may be like a fair factor that one day LeBron may be able to pass Kobe if he continue on the path he's on now. That's the only conclusion I can come up with uh, other than the, you know, him leaving Cleveland, which, you know, everybody had a problem with that, even myself to some degree. But most folks have actually forgotten about that once he won the two championships, other than Kobe fans. And yeah, that's the thing that I've I've I'm lost on. Most of the time, when you have a knock on a guy, even Jordan, he didn't pass the ball. Uh, Magic, even after he won one championship, he had a bad series, and everybody was getting on him. But like after you win one, or definitely after you win two, people leave you alone. But Bron act like he's never won. Bad is like he just, you know, failing year after year with no rings, no MVPs, you know, no accolades, no nothing. Like I say, I don't I, – honestly, I think this is the only time in history where we actually have something like this, where you have an accomplished athlete that's the best in the world that would he do, and you still have haters that hate him to the degree that we have. Like I say, I, I've never seen none, none like that in my – 
30, 30, 35 years of watching sports, man. I don't understand it either. I don't know if it's because of social media and people just feel more free than they used to, and it's kind of kind of cool on social media to be a hater and make fun of people, but I, I just don't get it. Like, I used to hate on him all the time, but when he won, what can you say? I just, it shut me up. <laughs> Listen, and, and, you know, and even on the site, like I say, I troll Kobe because of his fans. Do I actually love Kobe Bryant as a basketball player? I actually adore Kobe Bryant as a basketball player. It's just the fact that his fans get on my nerves so much. You know, my 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 only avenue is to troll him on on you know on our site just to irritate them guys. But I'm yeah. just saying, if anytime Kobe on TV, I'm sitting down watching him, enjoying watching him play the game of basketball because, like I say, he played it. And when he play it, it's an art watching him play it, period. Yeah, I feel the same way about it. And, I, and I'm not even like a Brian guy like you are in particular. I just like basketball. And I'm like, how are you just going to say false stuff? And Kobe fans will say false stuff. Like I posted the stats of LeBron's uh, clutch numbers, and they were better than Kobe's. But you hear them tell it, LeBron is not clutch. And I'm like, are we not? Are we just going to change what happened to suit your narrative? And that's the part that kills me about it. You do most of the things I do, but they say, even though I'm a Brian guy, you don't see me never posting no subjective information about LeBron James. Everything that I post on the site in reference to LeBron James is exactly the same thing you post. I post nothing but facts. I don't do subjective, opinionated stuff because I don't believe in that stuff. I believe that the NBA, the NFL, and any other sport league, sports league, they keep stats for a reason. And those stats are be paid attention to. That's why they keep them. That's why we post them. Now, why they dispel the facts or the stats, I don't, like I say, I don't know, man. Maybe, like, like, like I said earlier, maybe it's the stats proving that your guy isn't as good as you think he is, so you don't want to believe it. Yeah, I think it could be that. I don't know what it is. But uh, I do have to I'm going to do fair and balanced here. Now, I remember when he was on the Heat, LeBron, you were like, I've been a Heat fan since uh, Eddie Jones. But then when LeBron jumped, you jumped too. So I got to I gotta call you on that. I got I to gotta have you answer for that, big man. 110% honest with you. All of my sports teams reside in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I even posted this on the site one time before. The the only athlete that I like outside of the Philadelphia area is LeBron James. So if LeBron James left Cleveland and went to the Lakers, I'm going to still want him to win championships playing for the Lakers, even if he's playing with Kobe. Yeah, that's, that makes that's sense. That makes sense. Because, I mean, he is a different – What what is it about LeBron that you like so much? Well, to be to be honest with you, when Jordan Jordan was my guy, when you know when when uh, I used to watch basketball all day every day, and the good thing about Jordan was with a lot with with Jordan, a lot of people don't understand is when Jordan was in his heyday, WGN was a regular cable station. So no yep. matter where I was stationed at in Atlanta, in California, Texas, North Carolina. 
I could watch all of all of these Chicago Bulls games on WG and on regular cable. So, like I say, Jordan was my guy. When Jordan actually retired, I pretty much stopped watching basketball. I didn't start watching it again until they started talking about, you know, the 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 the, the kid in twelfth grade driving the 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 Humvee or whatnot. You know, the the chosen one. I wanted to see if this kid was actually who they were portraying him to be. And and lo and behold, he kind of turns out to be that guy. Yeah. And, yeah, I, and I'm glad you said that WGN thing, because the thing about the Jordan fans, a lot of these people didn't see Jordan in his, I'm not going to say in his peak, but when they saw him maybe the second set of titles that he won, and they didn't see the yeah. first set or the struggle going in. But I had, I lived Correct. in, I lived in Richmond. And I, shoot, somebody was beeping me. But, yeah, I had WGN, too. It was just a random, it was just a part of the cable package. I saw almost yeah, every game he played. And you can't lie to me about the things that went down. And now his myth and his legend has grown so much that people tend to exaggerate or they just fill in the holes they don't know. Pardon me loving Jordan the way I love him is because of the failures. And it's like you said, a lot of people who are fans that buy the shoes and didn't see him play and didn't see him go through the failures with the bad boys, the pain he was going through, you know what I'm saying? You can't really talk about it if you haven't actually seen that before. You know, if you actually watch the bad boy documentary, you actually see just a little bit of that pain and failure that he went through losing to Detroit all of those years. And like I say, you know, watching him, you know, each year he got a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, trying to beat Detroit. Then he finally got over the hump, and then he was the best in the league, and then he held that title for like, you know, six to eight years, you know, taking away the two years he actually left to go play baseball. I'm just saying, man, you got to adore a guy that has to go through something like that. Like I say, even though LeBron left and did his thing in Miami, Jordan stayed the course in Chicago, you know, got some young guys to come play with him, a few veterans to come play. And lo and behold, like I say, they Chicago Bulls was a dynasty for, you know, eight years or, or, or so. Why you hate James Harden, man? <laughs> don't say you don't no, hate James Harden. Well, it's, well it's, it's not even that I don't like James Harden, man. It's the fact that he do a lot of stuff in the regular season when, like I say, you got back-to-back, you got four games in five nights, the ref calling stuff they shouldn't be calling, you know, with, with, with your gimmick, you know, holding the ball out for people to order, you know, for people to foul you. I'm, I'm just saying, those gimmicks work in the regular season. Come playoff time, like now, like I say, it's not a – it's the fact that every last one of his statistical categories go down in the playoffs. I'm just saying, yeah. you, you can look at you can look at it yourself, man. That's a fact. Every last one of his statistical categories go down come playoff time. I, I thought he would I've play better this year. Yeah, for a superstar. I thought he would play better this year because last year he no-showed. Oklahoma City in the finals he no-showed. But, now, but you're right. To me, you know what he reminds me of as I watched him play on the TV? He reminds me of the Hulk. Like, as a player, he's like the Hulk. Like, in the regular season, that stuff works, but in the postseason, eh, you know, it's kind of a different game. 
Listen, man, am I, am I praying that he light fire and, and prove me wrong? Because, like I say, I never really, like I say, I'm not sitting here at home wishing he fell. I'm, I'm actually watching the game wishing he catch fire to make it 2-2. Like I say, games are more competitive. The, the, the playoffs are more competitive when teams actually think they have a shot to win. Now, them being down 3-1 with Kevin McHale doing this, Hack a shack Hacker. that's really not making yeah, no sense to me. Yeah, let's call it Hack a shack. He deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> you know they do the challenge. It was a minute for Shaq. He deserves it. He can't hey, get man. out of it. It's you, hey, man. Hey, man, it was, it, was, it was funny last night. They were talking about it on TNT, and Shaq was, was – was, he was actually upset because Kevin McHale was fouling uh, DeAndre Jordan because you know where it all stemmed from, the Hack a shack. Yeah, yeah. Man, he, he was seriously upset about that. <laughs> I bet he was because it was a constant reminder he couldn't shoot free throws. But, yeah, I do, and just Houston, if nothing else for hard, and I am a fan of his game on a lot of levels, but just to not show up, his leadership ability, that's part of the deal, too, of being a superstar. His leadership abilities have to be called into question. Like 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 I say, man, look, I'm, 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 I'm rooting for the kid because, like I say, I don't like people to fail. But like I say, you know, some guys, you know, you know, like just like in the military, some guys can lead, some guys cannot. No, no matter how much you try to actually, you know, give them that torch, they're just not built that way. Yeah. This I got a surprise. Uh, uh, Big John on the line. Yo, John, can you hear me? I did. Y'all couldn't talk. Man, how you gonna not tell me nothing all day and then just call when the show come on, man? <laughs> man, I was busy. And then you yeah. like, I'm on the line. <laughs> yeah, well, let me talk for like ten minutes. <laughs> I understand. You know what we were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me talk right, for let, ten let, minutes. Uh, I heard, let uh, John get in here about the LeBron Kobe debate, the Kobe lovers, and the Kobe uh, apologists and the Brown apologists. What's your take on that whole thing? You fans, it's, it's, that's what's gonna happen. And my my thing is, Kobe's never gonna be Jordan, right? And the problem yeah, is, never. LeBron fans like like LeBron fans compare him to Jordan. They compare Kobe to Jordan. So it's always gonna be a fight between Kobe and LeBron. LeBron can't be Kobe. And Kobe definitely can't be LeBron. My thing is, let him be. Why why do I always gotta compare somebody? Neither one of them is gonna be Michael Jordan. So why are we always throwing these two against each other? To try yeah, to, I think, to try to make them I think be, it's natural, I guess. But when like I do it, like like I post the stuff, like I just post the stats just because that, I mean, I just put the information out there most of the time. Like sometimes I'm trying to make a point because the Kobe haters say no, stuff. I, I get, but I most get time, that I just put and, the information out there. And to be there. honest with you, I've been saying this for the, I don't hate LeBron. I just hate his fans. Like some of the stuff we do, you, you don't point it out, but you only point something you know for the last four or five years. I tell you, he's yeah, the best yeah, player yeah. in the game. Him, it goes both ways. Nobody even what do you think? Oh, go ahead, John. Go ahead, John. Kevin Durant is my favorite player right now. But he's, no, he's nowhere near what LeBron is. He don't play tough enough, D. You know what I'm saying? That's my problem with Kevin Durant. You got to amp your game up. To beat LeBron, you got to beat LeBron. And just scoring to me, don't do it. Just y'all just yeah. talking about James Harden. James Harden is a stat guy. He's an ESPN guy. He'd rather be on ESPN for 
scoring a bunch of points than actually playing winning basketball. You're right, too. You're definitely you right. Can't, he can't be no one guy because we were talking about the leadership, and he just wants the stats. You're right. He don't want to play winning basketball because you want to play winning basketball. I watched the White Howard post up at least 10 times last night. He isolated himself without even getting the big man in, in, in Bob. And to Dwight, and to Dwight's credit, this whole series, he stepped up. And, yeah, and Harden just, just be he's just being hard and have time. You know, I don't I don't think that was I don't think that's a good match for Dwight Howard. Yeah, I clown on Dwight Howard, of course I do. Because everybody left the Lakers, I'm going to clown him. Call me leave the Lakers, he's going to be clown. <laughs> that's just how it is. I clown Shaq, I clown Paul, but when you with the Lakers, you're my guy. Yeah, see y'all let me let yeah. Kirk get in here. Do y'all two know each other in real life? Yeah, we grew up together. Oh, that's what I thought. I just confused the Philly crew. That's what I thought. How did y'all even how did y'all get in the group? I don't even remember. Well, I know um, Lee, Dwayne Lee. We actually served together, and I would always see it flashing on his uh, okay. on his page. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't know I came from. It was just like a group, big, big dude from everywhere. Yeah, we grew up together. We played okay. ball and everything together. Yeah, okay. me, me, okay. me and John been knowing each other since about this shit, man, before, uh, before damn grade school, man. <laughs> That's what I thought. I thought, I thought, I thought so. Yeah. All right, let me get you out of the week. Y'all almost, uh, <laughs> almost cursed my children in the room. <laughs> they just walked by. But uh, let me get both of y'all's opinions on the modern day NBA. Uh, John talked a lot about. It. I talked about. It. I'm y'all a little bit older than me, but I'm kind of old school. Even when I was like six or seven, like I was watching and I read a lot of books and. I would ask my dad questions all the only time he would give me time of day when I was asking about basketball. And uh, so I feel like, you know, I'm well-versed in that time period. But what do y'all think of the NBA compared to now, compared to the NBA when you were growing up in the 80s and the 90s? Hurt, you go first, and then, John, you jump in after. For, for me, man, the biggest difference is today we have a bunch of athletes first, then basketball players second. We don't have a lot of fundamental basketball being played. Like I say, that's why when folks watching teams like the San Antonio Spurs, the the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, teams like that, they think it's boring basketball, but the San Antonio Spurs play the best fundamental basketball that's being played in the NBA in decades, man. That's the way basketball should be played. You know, moving the ball, finding an open man, playing defense, pick and roll, you know what I'm saying, setting screens, you know, simple, basic basketball. And like I say, do we have a bunch of athletes right now in the day that the NBA are turning into stars? Yeah, we do. Do do I like seeing that right now myself? Yes, I do, but it's a better brand of basketball that can be played. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm not, I, my problem with the NBA is no physicality in it. They saying, you know, the ball moving is fine, but you still score what you score in eighty. So how much ball moving is really happening? Chicago was eighty six, eighty four the other night with Cleveland because they was making shots. I mean, I like I, I like the wide open game. Don't get me wrong, but you still need some physicality. You yeah, know, that definitely is it's, it's lacking in the game. The physicality to me, and then the guys they don't. It's not a team game. They grew up 
and they, some of it is Jordan influence. They grew up and they think it's all individual. Like the other day, the dude was like, well, Tristan Thompson's not a scorer, so Paul Gasol don't really have to guard him. I like, no, you play team defense. You got to rotate. You're seven feet tall. You're supposed to block shots. You might penetrate. You know, the, the young guys right. don't understand it, and the players don't either. Speaking of that guy, he's a hell of a ball player. He's a, he's a throwback Kristen. ball player, just the tops on this. Yeah. Meaning he's a role player, and he knows his role. Like, you know, I would take him any day over Paul, over a whole bunch of power folks. Tristan Thompson today. I mean, it's true. You're going to get a role, and that's the thing, too, those offensive rebounds, and that means so much to the team, you know, and then that's just not – a lot of these guys, on a, 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 a Tristan Thompson on other teams or people with the same skills as Tristan Thompson, they'd be out there trying to shoot threes. Right. Right. <laughs> and but right. he right. say, hey, this is my niche. Four. I'm going to come in. I'm really good at this, and I'm going to help the team. You know, and, that, and he right. He is a throwback. I don't think we need Fair. everybody in the league to be a. I don't think we need everybody to be a throwback in the league. But I mean, everybody can <laughs> well, shoot jump shots. They had good players back in the day too. <laughs> it won't just role players. We don't need a whole league of Tristan Thompson. That is true. <laughs> that is right. Very I mean, true. Some guys on. I mean, you look on teams and you like, what the hell is his role? He on the bench. I don't understand what his role is. He just here. He just a guy that's here. There's a lot of fundamentals that get lost in the AAU culture and just the highlight ESPN. You say it all the time, but I believe it too. I saw it when I was a kid because ESPN, shoot, I don't know what year they invented, but I didn't start watching it until the 90s. And when I was a kid, everybody wasn't trying to make highlight plays. But but as I got in my teens, people would go to the hole and try to do like a spin layup like Jordan and nobody would guard him. I'm like, that, what are you doing? Bro, like, listen, like, that's, that's listen, uh, off hey, of our hey, body. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Ronnie. Hey, hey the, the funny thing is, John, to tell you, man, back in them days, man, I wasn't thinking about making no damn jump shot. I was I was running around with weights on my damn leg trying to dunk like Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Hell with a jump shot. Exactly. And we want to be like them. <laughs> man, that motherfucker was trying to hit top, grab a rebound off the top of the man, basketball. I wanted, <laughs> man, I wanted to be like Mike. Yeah, everybody did. Everybody did. Let's let's break yeah, down the Bulls. I got a problem uh, with AAU, man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go into it. Uh, my my problem with AAU, I think they killed the competition in basketball. And, you know, it's, you look up, you got teams. Uh, you got the White House, Josh Smith. This person, that, I mean, how are you actually going to learn how to lose if you're playing with all these guys all the time? Yeah, they're right. somewhat unnatural. You know, Josh Smith and Jawai Howard should be going at each other. Yeah, I see your point. Right. They should be you playing each other. You shouldn't want to play with guys like that unless it's just a stake. But you talking about guys, it just don't make no sense. I mean, I just I think AU kills competition. Don't get me wrong, the guys get to travel. That's fine for guys to travel. But to learn to play basketball, just like Hurt was saying about Jordan, he failed first. Yeah. None of these AAU none of these AAU guys are failing, so they can't go to the NBA and learn how to play. Yeah, and, and yeah, that and the competitiveness. Exactly, and right. it's like if you just you got you, two top ten players in the whole country. How are you going to lose? I mean, you got two guys on your team that's going to end up being in the NBA. How, who are you losing to? It's not even a cha- you know, it's not a challenge. Correct. Yes, it's not in the competition. So 
That's the meetup. That's what kills basketball right now. I mean, the Europeans are coming. People keep sleeping on them. Yeah, they still might be soft, but fundamentally, oh, I mean, going to be 50% European soon. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. They don't – these guys and a lot of the – Corey will get on it and Brian Malone, he'll get on it a lot, too. But I'm, I'm kind of in the middle because I'm 36. So I saw the end of the 80s, lived through the 90s, and I see this stuff. And these guys don't have the same drive as the guys back in the day did. They just don't. Not, e- not even close. I, I mean, the month, back in the day, if you were sitting, not playing, sitting, not, even the Spurs sitting out games, that's unheard, that was unheard of. Yeah. You went out there every night because people, people paid their money. Now, it might be smarter, but you went out every night and played if you were healthy. You played every game. Even when you made the playoffs back in the day, you played that yep. last game. I don't care who you was. You spot. Exactly. No, but but like you were saying, the thing I, the thing I loved about the '80s was, man, you had Bird, Magic, Jordan, Isaiah. You know, those dudes used to kill each other to try to win championships. Man, it wasn't all this friendship. We we friends, we buddies, we working out together. Magic and, and Isaiah came on the court, kissed before the game. No more than three minutes into the game, Magic hit him upside his head with an elbow. Like, yeah, he did. A terrible one, too. All that friends oh, out the door. It's not <laughs> man. And they were scheming on each other behind man. their backs and stuff. They were doing all kinds of stuff to each other. But they were doing – I don't know what that kind of game they had. They were doing all kind of uh, uh, warfare, uh, what is it, uh, auto warfare. Yeah. They were doing this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was watching let's get to the, uh, get to the series. Let's – are either of y'all hurt? I know I haven't seen you talk about it a lot, but have you been closely following the Golden State series or not so much? I've, I've been closely following it a little bit. Okay, no. Okay, I just want to make sure you can but talk I, about it. All right, the Warriors. Warriors yeah. I'll start with John, then we go go back to hurt. Warriors down 2-1. Okay. Uh, they had a really good regular season. Why do you think they've been struggling against the Grizzlies, John? Can't make jump shots. They'll have a, they don't have a down-low presence. It's, yep. it's it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. I don't care what team you is. If you don't have a down low presence against the Memphis Grizzlies, you're going to be in trouble. I don't care what team you are in the NBA. They always I have agree. problems with teams that have some sort of down low presence to let those shooters have open shots. Right now, you can stay off. You can stay on step. You don't have to worry about doubling the big man down low. That's why they're not getting off easy shots. Bogey can't get you no boards. No. Draymond Green can't shoot. I mean, when he makes them, he really shoots small for Zebo. Like, he's a Draymond's right. good defender. But Zebo's a monster. But yeah. if you can't, if you can't score down low and your guy can defend you, you know, Stephen is not getting easy shots like they used to get. Yep. They're, they're, being, they're being defended on every on every. Second on the clock, they're being defended, and when they do get an open shot, they're kind of surprised, and you can tell when they do shoot it because they yeah, they're they they supposed to be that open. Yep, that's a good point. That's happening a lot. They they kind of shock. Like, wait a minute, I'm open. They hesitate. You're right. What do you think about it, Hurt? My point of view is basically the same, but another problem that Golden State is having with um, the Memphis Grizzlies is. Man, when you get Mark Gasol and 
Zebo down low, pounding them boys like they pounding them boys, man. Golden State ain't used to seeing that type of physicality every night, man. I was watching that game the other night, and it was like it was no resistance. Mark yeah, they're taking it hard. They really are taking it hard. Yeah, they don't want it no more. Bro. You can look at them. They look, they look like man, yeah. and they're like, nah. <laughs> Listen, Steph, Steph won me this year with the way he was playing, but the way I seen him walk over the court the other day, man, like he was just deflated. I'm like, I'm like, bro, you got to fight, man. Yeah, it's been so easy for them, but, you know, it's different. It's a regular season. Right. And you got, like you were saying, with the, uh, you were talking about hard, but with the back-to-back, you're catching teams on bad, Times you got teams That's that correct. been through long playoff runs. Like if you look at Blake Griffin, he didn't have the greatest season, but he stepped in the playoffs because he knows he been last year they were close, you know, and years before they've been close. So it's like okay, this ain't that important. But Warriors got something to prove every night, so they go all out. But then when the playoffs happen and a team study you for a whole week and play you, it's a lot different. Yeah, exactly. and it's another thing that happened in the playoffs. Yeah, and, and check it out. Is is another thing that happened in the playoffs that don't happen like you always talk about, Ronnie. That don't happen in the regular season is adjustments. You know, like yeah. you say, teams get to study you, they get to look at you, they get to play you two, three, four times in a row. They they get to know your habits, and then you got to make adjustments based on what they gotten used to. I don't see ain't no, no more ain't no more halftime adjustments. Steve and Golden State. Yeah, that's right. When you play in the regular season, it's making a halftime adjustment. Now mm-hmm. they sit yeah. down, they're going to make an adjustment for the whole series. And counting them boys down low, you can't pound back, so you're in trouble. And like I said, watch the game. Steph, Clay, and them guys are actually, when they get open shot, they're freaked out by it. And you look at the ball when they leave the hand, it don't look like it's a good shot. No, it doesn't. And Tony and, Allen and, is and, all and, over the place, man. Dude is just hounding him. Yeah, boys. man. Oh. I got the and that's a that's another that's another thing I got to eat crow on, man. Somebody said that boy was the best defender in the league maybe a year or two ago and I was on and I was on the site arguing with him about that. Man, that dude was the best defender in the league, hands down. Yeah, yeah. It's he's, not, he's, it's he's not even close, man. <laughs> he makes a difference. He makes it real hard on you. Man. Tony give out work, man. <laughs> He know again, another role player. He just knows – and you know the thing that's funny? And we all kind of believe in the same kind of basketball. So many of these guys talking about shoot the threes and don't worry about the post-up game. The game has changed. But when you have a post-up game, it's just like the running football. It, it, it's always going to work. It's, the basketball is that's about correct. size. It's always going to work. You put the biggest dude close to the basket, you got to, to win it. It ain't that hard. It really is two points in the world. It's really not. Easiest two points in the world, three feet from the basket. Exactly. And you don't have to get complicated and shoot these jumpers. And, you know, that's nice. You kick it out. But if you got a skilled big man like that, it's a big problem. Unless you got a LeBron, somebody like that, they can do it all, or Jordan, or Kobe, or or Shaq is a big man. You know, you're not going to be able to beat those teams unless you got a dude that can get to the basket like they can, not necessarily be seven-footer. Let's get to the uh, – I'll let y'all go. But let's get to the Bulls series. Bulls and the uh, – shoot, right? I can't even say – I was. Supposed, I always want to say the Heat. The Bulls and the, uh, the, the Cavaliers. Yeah. What um, yeah. What have yeah, you but... thought – go ahead, go ahead. 
man. You think I, I think the Bulls and the Cavs, the, the Bulls and the Cavs playing a sloppy series, man. You know what I'm saying? I, I think it's, it's good, exciting game, but if you break the, the game down and actually look at the game, it's not really being, you know, a good played basketball game. And just like you was just saying, with LeBron playing terrible the other day and nobody else not having a good game, if you actually look at that game, man, Mozgov at seven one two seventy, I think he had about 14 points, nine rebounds, three blocks. It was a good stretch of that game before J.R. started hitting them threes that Mozgov was keeping Cleveland in that game, man. Moscow, it's just they ugly because Cleveland's doing too many ISOs and Rose will do it too, but they just they don't want to move the ball and a lot of that's on Braun. They don't want to move the ball and oh, Kyrie not oh. showing up and it's just well, I, think, I, think I think that's part of it. I think that's part with Kyrie really can't do nothing. You know he's limited right now, and to me he's actually yeah, he got a foot under me. He's hurting the team. You know if I was black, you know just just me, Kyrie, you know sit down again. We'll start Shumpert, Jr., Tristan, and Moscow. Let Ryan run the point. He's capable of running the point. That's correct. Been seen all yeah. through his career. So, Kyrie, why hurt us anymore? I hurt yourself anymore. You keep living out there. Take, see if you take a day off. Now you got four days rest. Yeah, correct. Because he's 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 not gonna be no good. Yeah, honestly, Kyrie with gonna, no ankles. If you're gonna, if you're gonna lose no a good. game, you might as well lose a game and try to win the last two. One at Chicago, yeah. one at home. That's basically what the uh, Clippers did. Obviously, a different situation because they won that first game. But Kyrie at seventy-five percent, like he, his for his ankle to be hurt, his whole game is lateral movement. So it's real difficult That's for correct. him to be a factor with with a hurt ankle. He, I mean, his, his shot could be better, but you know, you're right. I mean, you can right. look at him struggling. You can't, you can't, he can't even shoot. He don't have no lift. Yep. And his defense, no I don't, I don't know shot, if his defense would be better if his ankle was right. But it's definitely as bad because D-Rose just abused him. I, I almost I'm ready to sorry. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. If Black had any balls, he would sit Kyrie down. Yo, man, do good for the team. Let's show deal with D-Rose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because I was thinking that same point. starting five you just said. Yeah. Let the Black Honestly, the last two games, Deladova has actually been better. I hate to say it. But Delatova is a, a better team with Delatova on the court. Yeah, Which is and, that, and that's basically because <laughs> Kyrie is hurt. Yeah, yeah. What do y'all make of the um, – either one of y'all can jump in. What do y'all make of LeBron, Vito, and Blatt uh, making him take the ball out of bounds? He should have. Look, I would have did the same thing. <laughs> if, I mean, if I, I'm the best player on I the understand. team, we got 1.5 seconds playing. Look, listen, man, if I'm the best player in the world, we got 1.5 seconds on the clock. If I'm throwing the ball in, I don't got time to get it back. Who am I throwing it to at that point of the game? Kyrie Hurt, J.R. Mayer. Well, he could have he he thrown it to J.R., but I kind of I kind of know what Black's thinking was, not to cut you off, Hurt. His thinking was but they don't have no timeouts, and the only person he can really trust to throw the ball in from out of bounds was LeBron, LeBron, yeah. LeBron. So that's, yeah, that's what I got out the whole thing. And that's what I got from it. I thought he was a little nervous from letting anybody else inbound the ball because he was afraid that they was going to mess up. And one of those things, that's a good point too, John, because they, uh, remember they burned their timeouts when they were trying to get the ball yeah, inbound up too. 
They burned yeah, they burned right. the so, timeout so yeah, he could stag on ball inbound. So that's so what yeah, I think the black way. thinking was. I don't know if he said it or not, but to me that's what I think it is thinking was and he said, Well it's one point seven seconds, we're not gonna get a good shot anyway. So let Ryan make sure we get the ball in and just let yeah. JR somebody throw it up there. Yeah, and JR was you know, they all was doing well. I'm I'm proud of Brown for stepping up and saying, No, nah. you know, as much as we all have seen him be passive. He was like, nah, are you crazy? <laughs> are you well, crazy? That, that's exactly what he said. Oh. He said we was, and this was my problem with him three years ago. No, fuck that. I'm taking a shot. We're losing draw. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah, the first lead. I'm not going to be mad at you if you miss it. I'm mad at you you don't yeah. take the shot. Exactly. Yeah. And it worked yeah, out. Yeah, that's, what he, that's what you're supposed to do, you know, as a, as a star. See, we're being fair on Bron John. We're being fair on the man. We don't criticize him in the podcast. Oh, oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. We we actually being fair because it's, it's, it's like John said three years ago when he had to play and he dropped the ball off to Udonis Haslam and missed and Udonis missed the shot. I'd rather Brian take that shot with two people hanging on him than Haslam taking the shot wide open. I remember the first time he did that mess. It, it messed with my head. It was like game two against the Pistons <laughs> and he kicked that junk out to Danielle Marshall. I was like, basketball player is this? Well, you got to remember, you <laughs> I was, know, I was he's, he's, Matthew, he's, he's Matthew Johnson's first, you know, before yeah. anything. Well, he so ain't passing the ball in worthy, though. <laughs> he ain't passing the worthy most of the time in those Cleveland teams. He ain't had the kind of weapons, man. Right. <laughs> but, he, I mean, yeah, he does play now, the right way. You're supposed to trust your teammates, but sometimes you got to take it on you your know? own. And that's my problem. That was my problem with Colby. One shot left. He never trusted his teammates. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some, some years he had, some years Kobe had some real jump to play with. I'm going to shoot too. But he had years when he had Paul, and I'm mean, even trust Paul. And I'm like, yo, man, get the ball down the park. Paul gonna make some happen, even though, I, even though I, even though I call a man soft, he will get you a bucket or do something. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's it's somewhere between Kobe being three too aggressive. Feet. Yeah, somewhere between Kobe being too aggressive and LeBron not being aggressive enough medium for a basketball superstar. Somewhere between their best and their yes. worst is, is in there somewhere. I think all that came from Kobe Bryant chasing Michael Jordan. You, you, yes. You're trying to do too much. You should have let everything come natural. I love Kobe as a basketball player, but he's not on Michael Jordan level. I mean, I, granted, we say this, this, and that ever, but I watched Michael Jordan play and during them years, I never appreciated Michael Jordan. Magic Johnson and Larry Bird was my guy. I didn't appreciate yeah. Michael Jordan until later years. And when I he made it really, so easy. He really did. He made it all seem so simple. Yeah, and it's it really like, not. <laughs> it's really not. You know, he actually thought it was a TV scripted play, you know, when he was, on, when he was playing. Because yeah. you're like, there's, there's no fucking way in the world this can happen for a guy like this to go this easy. And you yeah. watch everybody else struggle as stars. You look at Stockton and Malone. They struggle as teammates. Michael Jordan, yeah. no matter who you put on his team, they excel. They won. Yes. A whole lot of dudes don't have rings because of Jordan. Hall of Famers. If you look at all the Hall of Famers, that dude don't shut out. Ewan, Barkley, yeah. Malone, Stockton. Dude just, and a lot of Jordan got it when he wasn't gone, when he was gone. Hey, man, yo, 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 man. He lost my way, got it too, man. Be quiet with all that. 
<laughs> I believe. I believe my heart. I believe my heart used to could have beat him because Jordan was burned out, man. I think he used to could have beat him. Jordan was burned out. Yeah, he didn't want to play. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm but, glad that you did. I'm glad that you did. You know, I love Dream. I just don't love Dream as much as you, but I do love Dream. Dream nasty. And I learned my post game from Dream, man. <laughs> I used to just emulate post that. Post game, obviously you can't. You can't do it like Dream, but if you can do it half, you can tear people up. <laughs> you can tear people up. All right, y'all. I'm running out of time. Thank you all for doing it. I'm going to put it on the page in a little bit once I do a little editing. Appreciate it, y'all. All right, bro. All right. All right. Hey, man, y'all be good. And thanks, thanks, right, thanks, thanks for having me. fun, y'all. Uh, I'd be, this is not even I'd be live cast. This is the RC report. Remember, you can check everything out on the kind of classic play Bombastic. Until next time, see you later.